1: Hi everybody, welcome to the Lore Boys podcast, Ethan here, bringing it to you, Silky Smooth on this week's edition of the Lore Boys. Today I'm joined with uh,
2: Peter O'Donohue, equally as Silky Smooth, as the previous host. And I'm joined with,
1: hey James here, dang, and we're all joined at the neck, it's very uncomfortable, Yes, oh, uh, we share one mic, we share one body. Three minds united.
2: Yes. It is the easiest way to prevent echo. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Uh, Hi, everybody. Hey. That's not how we talk. No. No. That is how Jamie talks. That's how I talk. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We're the Lore Voice Podcast. We're a lore podcast talks about... dumb nerd shit a lot yeah uh but also good nerd shit sometimes
2: stuff you shouldn't care about but do Um, And we're gonna capitalize on that (laughs) so this is uh
1: the part two of the of my warhammer series Mm. uh originally it was supposed to be a two-parter this was supposed to wrap it up going into the age of sigmar um
2: but that's not gonna happen because squeeze a little bit more blood from that
1: stone yeah i'm a i'm a common bitch that uh just loves the lore too much and gets a little too engrossed in it and ended up writing way too much script to just <laughs> cut it off at the end so I do hope to wrap this up this is we're kind of doing like a sigmar trilogy this obviously isn't uh even scratching the surface of all the warhammer lore but this is sigmar's story the uh so last episode we talked about his ascendancy to godhood if you want to go back and listen to it you can I don't think like it, nothing from the last episode is mandatory for this episode you'll probably just Enjoy this one more if you've listened yeah, to the last yeah. week,
0: despite the audio issues that we had. Yeah, would you be able to do like a spark notes, like 30 second we broad had strokes? Sigmar,
1: uh, born of the Umborogan clan. Okay. He united the 12 clans of man. Twin tailed comet. Yeah, of the, the Twin tailed comet uh, heralded, heralded his arrival. That's right. Uh, he united the 12 clans of the Southern Tribes of Man, okay. as opposed to the Northern Tribes of Man, which are the, uh, the Chaos Barbarians, the, the forces of Chaos. Uh, he then went on to fight a bunch of battles, and we talked about the, his battles against the Lord of Lord of the Dead Nagash, and then finally the uh, first Chaos incursion, uh, and how he fought them off. And then once that was done, in the fiftieth year of his reign, he uh, got up and went out for smokes and never came back. Never. Right? <laughs> he went to uh, he went to the World's Edge Mountains, and Ulrich, the uh, current the god of man at, at the time, or one of the gods of men. Uh, the primary deity of the realm of man at the time uh granted him access into the pantheon of the gods okay and that's where we ended yesterday
0: now he's a big old god
1: so sigmar's a god so i guess trilogy over right pretty good that's just yeah it's all it's all done
0: that's what stories are all about is people just getting to the highest point and that's where it stays
1: (laughs) becoming gods harry potter did it yeah um so yeah Today's episode, we're going to talk about uh, a bit about the like the period immediately after, and I'm just going to kind of mention some of the factions, and then we're jumping 2,000 years into the future, uh, or uh, 20. We're jumping 2,000 years into the future, and then we're jumping like 20, like 500 years past that. Okay, and those are like our three touch points really. Uh, this is the end times. Uh, that we're talking about today ostensibly and there's just some characters that we're going to set up going into that end uh, times of the human empire of the world of malice of the world of malice end of this is the end of the world podcast
0: okay Uh, that is an actual podcast isn't it is it might be i think it is yeah yeah.
1: to those guys you can send our check in the mail (laughs) (laughs) Uh, also uh, jeff bezos and mark zuckerberg and uh you just say rich people's names
0: they have to send you money right um, yeah, it's free real estate. Right, it, I think it depends. If they define themselves as a corporation, you have to send them money. I think. No. Let's... Oh no. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, delete you, it. Delete the audio. <laughs> it's just like slapping a keyboard. Like...
2: I'm trying. Yeah, it's o- not working. Open hand slapping. <laughs> I can't turn the mics off. <laughs> Zucks infiltrated the computer. Yeah, oh No. Oh, I love
0: yeah. that ham hand keyboard yeah. slapping though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so Sigmar yeah Sigmar's legacy only grew after he passed into the world's edge mountains he was undoubtedly the most loved and appreciated leader in the history of the Reich Basin the uh, southlands where uh, the river Reich empire is through. founded. yeah and it, it's the Reich Basin and Reichland is the name of the province where Sigmar's empire was founded right. and before he left shrines had uh, begun to be erected in his glory so before he even went out for smokes people were already kind of like uh Building shrines to him. Do you think that was
2: the reason he did it? He was just like, Well, I guess I'll be a god. Yeah, people are right? building shrines to me. Yeah. Uh, I don't just, want them to go to, I don't want them to go to waste. Yeah. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> uh, all these all these pilgrimage hours just
1: going untapped. How can I capitalize on it? <laughs> uh, he wasn't uh, or they weren't the shrines weren't built for worship at the time. It was more just like commemoration. It was more You're just okay. like statues in his honor and stuff. Oh, okay. Uh, but then he left. He uh, joined Ulrich in the Pantheon of the Gods, and he did ascend to godhood. Although, you know, not necessarily everybody knew that. It's not like it's not like he live tweeted it. Uh, is the Pantheon uh, of the Gods a physical place? The World's Edge, mount- edge Mountains is a physical place. Okay. Whether or not they live there in physical form is like kind of vague. It's like mount Olympus. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's well, a real mountain, but except Mount Olympus is like the center of the world, and this is like the World's Edge Mountain. So I assume it's like. It sounds like a metaphor for like beyond the realm of man. Uh, yeah, um, okay. The blurry, indistinct. Line between this mortal plane and yeah. the plane of the gods. It's the edge
2: I, of the totally legitimate flat Earth. It's yeah. what keeps all the water on the Earth. It's the. And I
0: didn't realize Greece was the center of the world
2: either. I
1: assume in uh, the Greek civilization they they, they considered it. A yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know anything about Greek civilization. I could be way off base here, but I would not be surprised in the least bit if they were like Mount Olympus, center of the Earth.
2: I saw a trailer for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I think I might. <laughs> yeah. I think I might know that everybody was just a goat fucking pervert because that, that's that a, is true. That's yeah. basically yeah. that game. That is. That's just
0: people's, like, main stance until recently. is like, oh, the sun revolves around us. Oh, okay, the universe revolves around us. Everything revolves exactly. around us. Right? Exactly. Yeah. We are the center. We must be. We're Greece important. was the center of the Earth.
1: Yeah. Or so Well, Mount like. Olympus was the center of Greece. Right. Something, I don't know.
0: Okay, anyways. Edge of the Earth pantheon. <laughs> He's a god. Earth he, is always edging. He is
1: a god. Earth. Earth, earth is so on edge. Earth. Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what do you call it? that oh yeah okay yeah sorry <laughs> <Where do> <laughs> <act>? <laughs> <laughs> that's the planet we live on
2: <laughs>
1: uh so the formal cult of sigmar uh would first appear 23 years after sigmar's departure the cult of sigmar was founded by a man named johan in the year 73 uh, ic which stands for imperial calendar okay if you guys didn't remember from last week's episode i didn't i, I assume you guys I. do because you guys listen to my every word with bated breath
2: Well, the rest of you do. Jamie and I probably forgot. Yeah,
1: I
0: (laughs) I listen real good at the time, but I'm so focused on listening and not on remembering a lot of the time.
2: You're so
1: focused on hearing, not listening?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, that's what they taught me in psychology school.
2: (laughs) Yeah, listen, hear, don't listen. (laughs) your (laughs) patient. (laughs) What they have to say is not important. No, (laughs)
1: What what they really want is someone to uh, spout things back at them that sounds pseudo-intellectual and then prescribe something.
2: Yeah, and then charge them
0: like, 3 400 dollars an hour.
1: Yeah, oh, easy, yeah, easy easy.
2: People go to psychologists j- just cuz they have money to burn. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh it was it was subsidized in the uh, healthcare was subsidized in the empire though. So Really? I have in the no IC? Idea. I just made that up. Oh, um
2: 80% but, of your leeches are covered.
1: <laughs> if you guys remember, oh. it is an empire and there is an emperor, but uh they're elected. The emperor so at, at sigmar's leaving they do become a democracy
2: right yeah i remember he was just like no gods or kings i'm gonna go be a god uh yeah <laughs> vote for somebody
1: exactly uh so johan uh begins to spread this message of a vision that he had of sigmar kneeling before Ulrich and Ulrich placing a crown on his head and it's like i had a dream where this happened so he's probably a god now right uh, he was, because I guess that's how it works. And no
2: world. one else had ever had a dream before, so I guess they just believed they're like, him. They're like, what? Yeah. You saw
1: images while you sleep. Are you sure you weren't awake? <laughs> <laughs> it's only possible to see images when awake, dear Johan. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm telling you, man. It was crazy. <laughs> My teeth fell out, and I, it's, I tried to scream, but I couldn't, like, I make a sound with my voice every time I moved it oh. felt like I was trying to punch underwater yeah it's like it was so I, weird and yeah. Sigmar was
2: there and Ulrich was there and, and you were there nobody... and we all had hats on shaped like luxury sedans yeah but
1: nobody really <coughs> had faces but I still knew who they were yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: dreams I, I opened go. a door in a place that I recognized that led to somewhere completely different <laughs> uh,
1: so the followers of Sigmar were devoted to proving themselves worthy via uh, uh, fight and battle uh, and to protecting Sigmar's never empire. it fucking stops. No, it doesn't. It's yeah. really like the main tenant. Uh, I'll get to the uh, the strictures of the, the cult in a little bit, but it's like, it's one of the main tenants is like, kill bad things, you know? Constantly. It's not called
2: Peace Hammer. No, no, that's it, true. That'd exactly. be a very bad tabletop. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Peace Hammer. <laughs> How do they have a hammer? <laughs> uh,
1: I send my gene stealer brood across the table, and uh, with their forearm, their, their clawed forearms, they're going to give you a great big hug. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, this yeah. one's going to give you a shoulder massage. Help you with your melon garden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my melon garden does need work.
2: That's chicken coop money right there. <laughs> which is my catchphrase, of which, which we've established over mm-hmm. the course of 70 episodes. So
1: the followers of Sigmar... Are dedicated to rooting out uh, the forces of chaos and also the Greenskins or the orcs. Um, are
2: they like the Inquisition? Or are they like McCarthy's commie hunters?
1: I don't know the difference. I don't know okay. who McCarthy's commie hunters are.
2: So in the fifties in the states, uh, like McCarthyism was basically like ratting out your neighbors to, for being. Because they might be commies. Yeah, yeah. and then the Spanish and then the Inquisition were. The same thing, I think, but for non Christians or something.
1: Yeah, so they were a lot like like paranoid Christians. Oh, okay. Uh, they became very superstitious, and like there was probably a lot of persecution. A lot of people burned who didn't okay. need to be burned. A lot of witches. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, in a world where like witches are real, and you know people worship uh, con- the all consuming presence of of hopeless chaos. Yeah. Uh, it's
0: better to be superstitious than just stitious, at least. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: it's the best kind of stitious. <laughs> I, I pity, I, <laughs> I pity those damn substitious fools.
2: <laughs> <laughs> what would they do? Would they just like trust everything? Yeah, trust everything way <laughs> too yeah. much. You know. yeah. Substitious. Yeah. They,
1: they get suckered into every uh, pyramid scheme and ML- oh. MLM. Like, yeah, <laughs> BitConnect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Old meme. I'm sorry. <laughs> So chaos never sleeps is a uh, common refrain among the priests of Sigmar. And so the cult is always watching out for those forces that might bring its ruin. <laughs> Drawing on their friends' faces and stuff while they're sleeping. Yeah. Chaos never
2: sleeps, chaos loser. Never loser. <laughs> loser. <laughs> Fuck you, nerd. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, so the Hordes of Chaos, which we've, we've talked about a bit now, uh, is one of, the, of a few names given to a race of barbarian humans that occupy the harsh and unforgiving lands of the north, known as the Northern Wastes. Uh and, and like a lot of this sounds like pretty tropey, but you got to remember, like this was written a long time ago, so it was kind of right, like, yeah, kind of like a progenitor to all the tropes. It's tropey like, now, yeah. Like there's the common meme, uh, "blood for the blood god." Yeah, that is from Warhammer 40k. That's like a common common refrain of the Chaos Space Marines. Okay. Something they shout when they're going into battle. Mm.
0: Uh, I've heard both of you say that. I had no idea where that was from.
2: Yeah, it's from the. I, I've said it before. Well, we've modified it for like likes for the like god or yeah, yeah.
1: stuff like that. Well, yeah. it was, was kind of like a meme on the internet for yeah. a while. Blanks huh.
2: for the blank god
1: is is the meme. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Huh, didn't know that.
1: Uh, so the barbarians are considered to be en- the enemies of all the world, whose devout worship to a twisted pantheon drives them to us- to usher in the downfall of all mankind. They're. Uh, they're all aggro. They're they're Gandhi after nukes are researched. Oh, okay. Uh, and they're just right. like, kill everyone all the time, no matter who it is. And every other person hates them, and they hate every other person.
2: Do they hate each other?
1: Uh, a lot of the time, yeah. Like, there's a lot of infighting, a okay. lot of squabbling. That's like, kind of, it's like them and the greenskins, the, the orcs. Uh, the big thing is, like, they could probably take over the, they probably could have taken over the world ten times over, but they can't stop fighting amongst themselves to right, actually okay. get it done. Yeah. Um, all the followers of chaos have given themselves over to the ruinous powers one way or another so this was something that we talked about uh on the last episode was are they the same gods as in the 40k version i did google it like like name for name yes they're all the same uh all the themes are the same like tazinch is like of magic and and mystery and nurgle's like decay and slanesh is like indulgence and core in his blood right he's the blood god oh okay um but again there is no there's no so like it's heavily, heavily implied that it's kind of the same universe, but there's no canonical tie between the two settings. Okay. So, whether or not it's like 40K actually came before, you know, Warhammer Fantasy Battle or Warhammer Fantasy Battle came before 40K, like, there's nothing that supports that. There's nothing that says, like, after the men you know, uh, conquered the world. Uh, well, we know the world's going to end because we're going to talk about it today. But... There's nothing that says that. like, you know, these people just evolved enough to get guns and then, you know, Warhammer 40K
2: happened. Right. Um well, it's not 40,000 years of history and then the gods Yeah, they're not it, it it's less of a uh, it's less of a oh my god, are you Mr. Slanesh of Slanesh fame? It's more like a Slanesh franchise. Yeah. They've just <laughs> op- opened in the future. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so like the I want to do I want to do
1: an, like more Warhammer episodes obviously because I love this shit. Yeah. Uh, so there are, there are these beings called the old ones, which are like the, the precursor gods, the ones who like sowed life, uh, lizard being the first life in the Warhammer, uh, fantasy battle universe. Oh really? And they were the ones that first found this planet of, uh, malice and, and, and seeded life on it. They, first they made the lizard men, then they made like the elves, the humans, the dwarves, okay, all those cool. other things. And then they came to their own end, which, uh, a series of episodes that I'd love to do. <laughs> uh, I
0: feel like a lot of Warcraft, um, stuff. Borrows from yeah, the Warhammer. For sure, for sure. It, it, I think there was some sort of story of like one of them was approached with a one of the games and was like it was either Warhammer or Blizzard and they're like no nah, I'm not into it. And then the other one got it. It took off, but uh, I'm not sure. Yeah, and, uh, um, I don't know either.
1: Yeah, Uh sounds like it could be though. And uh, I mean, again, all fantasy is kind of derivative of Tolkien. Yeah, uh, a lot of fantasy is derivative. A lot of modern fantasy is derivative of D and D, which is derivative of Tolkien. Yeah. And a lot of moder- a lot of modern fantasy is derivative of. Warhammer, which was derivative of D and D, yeah. Because originally, I think it was supposed to be like a, a Dungeons and Dragons mod, but it didn't didn't really happen that way. Yeah. Okay. I am not the. Uh, the real-life lore boy researcher guy. That's you, James, in case you didn't know. I'm a real-life researcher? Well, you're the, you you do a lot of topics. You do a lot of delving into the real-life aspects. Oh, of, okay. Uh, the topics that you cover. My topics
0: are real-life. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm, you're real? not I'm not. a researcher. You're not a yeah. real boy. <laughs> <laughs> I almost blew it there, Peter. Oh, <laughs> the <fuck? laughs> I almost had him believing for a second.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Like, it cuts to you and I in an office. Like, yeah, yeah, Okay. We got it, everybody. Take your headsets off, just like, Take a swig of coffee. It's like, oh, we almost lost him there. Yeah. <laughs> throw throw the blanket over his cage, <laughs> make him go to bed. <laughs>
0: uh, Give me the tablet with the wiki. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it helps yeah. me sleep. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> put on Paw Patrol for him. Just, just <laughs> distract him. Once,
2: the radio, on so he thinks someone's home. Yeah.
0: yeah, it was when it was with my ex girlfriend. Uh, she had a dog, and I had a dog, and we left them out in the living room, and we went to sleep. We woke up in the morning. One of them was sleeping on the PS4 controller. And had turned on Paw Patrol, so we walk in Aww. in the morning, and the two dogs are just sitting
2: on the couch watching. watching Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. That's so cute. <laughs> it's like on The Simpsons where the like Bart needs to go go uh, help us, uh, Principal Skinner like s- look for the comet, and yeah, uh, yeah. and he like co- the, the cat and the dog are watching TV, yeah. and then he, <laughs> he wakes like, up comes at downstairs, yeah. and they turn the TV off and pretend to sleep, and yeah. then as when he's gone, they just they get just head back and turn the TV yeah. back yeah.
1: on. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. The barbarians of the northern waste worship the ruinous powers. The ruinous powers are those demonic gods of a pantheon, four of whom stand out among the rest. Uh, are known as the Lords of Chaos. So, there, there is, there. The Chaos has its own pantheon to kind of rival, like Ulric and Sigmar's pantheon. Yeah. And like, there's a huge list of greater demons. The uh, like the the Skaven, the rat people's god, uh, exists in that pantheon. He's known as the Horned Rat. Uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's he's pretty cool. I, w- I love this game, and and again, I, I I spent, like, three hours today just reading, like, Warhammer lore, and I can't wait to do more episodes. I love this shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm a big nerd. Uh, but the the four main gods, the four strongest of the gods are the ones that I just mentioned. Khorne, the Blood God, Tizinch the Changer of Ways, Slaanesh, the Prince of Excess, and Nurgle, the Lord of Decay.
2: Nurgle.
1: Uh it was these four whom yeah, the culture. Nurgle cult of-
2: hangs out with Garfield. <laughs> exactly. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, uh, he hates Mondays. Oh boy. Yeah. No no Mondays
2: in the chaos realm. Uh, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday. It's chaos, yeah. I tell you. <laughs> Uh, yeah. That's true, you can't organize anything. That's how they do it. They just got rid of Monday off the calendar. And yeah, everybody's that's just it. like, oh, it's a felt to disrepair immediately. No no that's, no that's knew it. When half is businesses work.
1: start their work week on Sunday, and then half, the other half of businesses start their work week on Tuesday, and just nobody
2: syncs up. It's no, like, exactly. Yeah, it's a big mess. Can't get anything done. It's <laughs> pure anarchy. Nope. So I have the, a bank account. I can't take my money out. Yeah, yeah, I don't know exactly. where it is. I don't know where it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just floating through the nether.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All my money. Uh, so it's these four lords whom the Cult of Sigmar stood in direct opposition to. So the exact strictures, like I had said earlier, of the cult are uh, one, excuse me, two, two obey your orders, <laughs> three, a dwarf folk, uh, four, work to promote the unity of the empire, even at the cost of individual liberty, five, bear true, true allegiance to his imperial majesty, the emperor, uh, and six, root out and destroy Greenskins, the servants of chaos, and those who use corrupt magic wherever they may hide. Okay. So basically, uh, listen to what we say help the dwarves excuse yourself excuse yourself when yeah. you burp <laughs> yeah, be polite <laughs> yeah. uh work to promote the unity of the empire even at the cost of individual liberty Which that's kinda,
0: a crazy one that's uh that sounds like commie talk <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's commie talk yeah.
0: <laughs> i mean it's like more slavery than like communism i'd say right like well no
1: it's like stalinism yeah uh, kinda, like when i say commie i don't mean communism which i which i Support in theory, I mean, like yeah. real world communism, which yeah. is terrible and despotic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just never seems to work. I don't know why.
2: Yeah, every time we try to share something, someone gets a bigger half. Yeah. I don't care. It.
0: <laughs> uh, it's a half. They're the same. Don't worry. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. Don't, wait, don't worry that my half is bigger than your half. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're halves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 50-50, right? Yeah. We did the math and numbers don't lie. It's like, I'm suspicious you might be lying to me, though.
1: It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. like they split all the Oreos, but rather than cutting them down the middle, they just take out the filling and one person gets filling and another person gets the cookies. Which yeah, one like, would you want to be? Cookie. Cookie for sure. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Huh. I, find the, I don't Yeah. I find the filling <laughs> too sweet. And, and that's why me and
1: Peter like would never get along in a communism. Party. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really
2: like it. Because we would both get filling,
1: and we or, or one of us would get filling, and one of us would get cookie, and the other person would be upset.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think I'd be fine with the filling. I think mean, I'd be okay with it. Yeah, yeah. you could spread it on toast.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Except for the fact it doesn't come repackaged. No, but they <laughs> so you have like a heap of Oreo <laughs> yeah, frosting. Yeah, no, they're <laughs> just, just, just like scrape off the top. Yeah, but they they
1: split up the toast, so one person gets the bread part, the other person gets the crust.
2: <laughs> oh, oh you yeah. gets which part? Who eats the heel? <laughs> it's all crust. <laughs> it's all crust.
0: Actually, uh, some bread crust and Oreo filling that wouldn't be so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Having a nice a nice <laughs> charming picnic. Sorry a tangent this far, but having a nice char- charming picnic with, like a maggot. And then just like Oreo frosting on a plate, <laughs> out in a park
1: on a checkered yeah. blanket. But you like you cut open the baguette, and it's just hollow on the inside. No, they, it's no. just like a baked
0: crust. I, I, <laughs> I pictured it more that the, it was all there. Yeah. No, it was all there, and they just scoop out the middle and throw it away yeah. over their shoulder. <laughs> no one, no one would Ore- ever eat that. Open oh. all the Oreos, throw all the biscuits away. Too. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, Peter, it is a tube or a French straw.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah exactly. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so they use a straw in France. cigarettes. I'm going to France in
0: uh, a week and a half.
2: So. That's true, yeah. That's gonna I be good.
0: Yeah, dude, you should try that. I think a, a good <laughs> soup with a nice baguette straw go cool, quite <laughs> well. Yeah. Excuse me,
2: garçon. <laughs> More Oreo frosting. <laughs> <laughs> French <laughs> he, like, soup shows you the cookie yeah. and like in a, in a napkin, then he, like, twists the cookie off. Oreo. open like yeah. he's popping on a cork.
0: French soup, by the way, is just red wine, so it's baguette and red yeah, wine. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: Oh, with some cigarette butts in there. Yeah.
2: Mm. Sorry for that, listeners. Thank you for coming
1: on this the, journey today. <laughs> uh, the French are a cultured people. Uh, and they don't exist in the Warhammer 40K universe, or the Warhammer uh, f- Fantasy Battle universe, which does mean, despite all the bloodshed and carnage, it is still better than our world.
2: There are no Frenchmen, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> despite the gossip of chaos, uh, no France.
1: I love how easy it is to neg on France, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I support a lot of what they do. But yeah, same. I support the revolution, you know what I mean? eat yeah, hey, kill, kill the, the rich. rich people. Yeah. Eat the rich, man. Yeah,
2: cut their heads off. We ran out of cake. Got to yeah. eat. Got to eat Marie Antoinette now. Yeah, yep. Cut yeah. her fucking head off for the gear thing.
0: Madame, Why not? Madame Gilliome or whatever. So the year yeah.
1: is two thousand. <laughs> the Matrix came out a year ago. Lord of the Rings coming out next year. Okay. Nice. All right, we're at a good spot. We're prime. We're prime. Yeah, <laughs> we're coming off that high of the Matrix, and we don't even know what's coming in Lord. How of the Rings. do you even know
0: that morning. you're like eight years old? What's that? How do you even know the date? Like the Matrix came out. I know the date because it, it was like a b- big
1: yeah it was like a big thing for me when in last year in 2018 uh it was it was like whoa the matrix is going to be no, 20 years 20 years old next year so uh, like okay. this year the matrix 20 years old it's just one of those things that, like i read online to make you feel old
2: yeah
0: that's you know I mean? nothing next to forty thousand years of history
1: though no yeah, wrong universe but yeah i agree why like, we're doing warhammer fantasy battle not 40k oh Shit.
2: <laughs> okay yeah that's only 2000 what's the difference Someone,
1: I mean, I mentioned it at the top of the show.
0: Yeah, with someone like they have guns or they don't have guns. Uh,
1: yeah, they're different systems. They're uh, again, it's kind of like it's like somebody activated sandbox mode in the same universe two different times okay. and has like two different save states going. in one of them, they're like, I'm gonna play with the guys with guns, and in the other one, okay. they're kind of like uh, parallel dimensions, okay. I guess. Uh, with the same gods of chaos and yeah, and I, I, stuff, I got but.
0: the gods part. Sorry, I didn't fully clock it. Yeah. The but, gods
2: of chaos sit between two desks on swivel chairs, and they are having two independent games together. It. Okay. They pop yeah.
1: back and forth. They're like chess grandmasters playing in the park. Yeah. Um.
2: Against old Jewish men talking about philosophy.
1: <laughs> so in the year 2000, uh, our old homie, the Twin-Tailed Comet, returns and wipes out the city of Mordheim, city of the damned. Wait a second. It
2: hit this time? What's that? It hit us this time?
1: Uh, no. it 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 shows up in the sky, and then another comet lands... Uh, which I briefly mentioned on the last episode, where it's like he brings his homie. Oh Okay, like, so he's Yo.
2: like he's like winding up his right hand with the with what, the twin tailed <laughs> comic, and then and he's, he's going hey, punch hey, with hey, the left hey, hand. Yeah yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: and then he just he gives him a little jab with the left hand.
2: Yeah, pokes him in the eyes with two fingers.
1: Uh, <laughs> it wipes out uh, Mortheim City of the Damned, which was uh, an exp- uh, a playable set in uh, Warhammer, and I think Warhammer 40k even had a Mordheim set, but I'm really not positive about that one. Again, parallel universes, I suppose. Uh, and this twin tailed comet was supposedly foretelling the second coming of Sigmar.
0: Okay.
1: Well, we'll just have to find Best out. Best Christmas ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So it's just like Christmas morning, and it's like a, like opens up a op- kid like opens up a gift, and it's like his favorite action figure of the god Sigmar. Yeah. And it's like, oh, thanks, mom and dad. And, <laughs> and it's like pans out, and there's like a comet careening towards <laughs> the city. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I the, thought you'd say
2: he'd open up his gift It's just all Oreo frosting. <laughs> <laughs> Oreo frosting and hollowed-out baguette. Thanks, Mom and Dad. It's a white Christmas again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so the next three centuries uh, are known as the age of three emperors, which I think is, is just funny because in uh, 1979, I believe, uh, a woman, uh, Magritte Mar, of Mark. Uh, I'm not going to... Marienburg. Magritte of Marienburg was elected emperor uh, and the head of the Church of Sigmar at the time refused to crown a woman and basically uh, fractured the entire empire. Just because of his sexism. Oh,
2: uh, yeah. Like- he, he made flustered British noises. He's like... uncouth. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a woman <laughs> wearing a crown. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> jowls
2: slapping against the size of his neck. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a bulldog. Yeah. <laughs> Even after
1: he stops moving, the jowls just keep moving. <laughs> it's like a lap oh, lamp. Goodness. Oh, so the next three centuries are called the Age of Three Three Emperors because basically three people take like oh, the crown should be mine because I may not have been elected but I am a man uh, and then the family of the woman and that I is good
2: like, enough for our ordained democracy that yeah. a God left behind let's, yeah exactly let's just
1: fuck it up God him God himself and it like that's the thing it was a member of the Church of like uh, the. One of the, or the Pope of the Church of Sigmar, oh, okay. that basically fucked all this up. And if you remember, one of the ten, one of the tenets of the Cult of Sigmar is bear true allegiance to his Imperial Majesty, the Emperor. Which, yeah, guess that guy fucked it up. <laughs> uh, uh, during this time, during the age of in three...
2: brackets E S S Empress, yeah. <laughs> just in case they just had to, they had add an amendment.
1: Yeah. Uh, so during the, these three centuries, the Age of Three Emperors, uh, another chaos incursion inc- occurs. Incursion occurs. It's hard to say. Yes, yeah, the this is the largest ever seen at the time, uh, and the ensuing conflict became known as the Great War Against Chaos. Uh, right. dur- during this war, a champion of the Varg tribe, uh, one of the the northern Chaos barbarians. Okay, yeah. V A A R G, V A R G. Okay, just Varg. Uh, he forces himself upon an innocent woman of the Norsecan tribe, so one of the southern tribes, the uh, Empire. Uh, the woman would later birth a child,
2: Diedrich Kastner. Okay. Uh, he's of two worlds. What's that? He's of two worlds, basically. yeah, exactly.
1: okay um, I didn't I didn't write it down or I think I might have written it down and then cut it. Yeah. but uh, okay. there's a prophecy which talks about uh, the end times being for, uh, foreshadowed by a the blood of the the two halves. Okay, the north and the south. Yeah. Oh, he's uh, cultured,
2: so he drinks blood but out of a goblet. yeah, not so, out of a skull.
1: <laughs> so Diedrich Kastner has a stepfather. Uh, and he lives with his mom and he doesn't he's not crazy about his stepfather he doesn't really like him mm. uh, he's a, I guess an unruly child his mom passes away and after the death of his mother Kastner would be adopted by a local Sigmarite priest and he eventually he didn't
2: get kept by his stepfather?
1: Uh, I think he like left he was like I don't want to I don't want to live with him and maybe the stepfather was like I don't want my, okay, yeah. I don't want this ill-begotten child. I'm
2: getting a divorce from you, uh, yeah. from your mother because she's dead.
1: It's a shitty, grimdark fantasy world. that's not outside the realm of possibility. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he eventually becomes a knight templar of the order of the twin-tailed comet, which is like a faction within the uh, the cult of Sigmar. Okay, so in you didn't need Warhammer a big Fantasy, a business card for that. one. Oh, yeah. In Warhammer <laughs> Fantasy Battle, uh, you know, you, you can always buy, you know. You could buy any box set of units, okay. and then how you paint them determines which like which army they, they serve in. Right, yeah. That's... So the Order of the Twin-Tailed Comet would be like a color scheme in the Warhammer Fantasy Battle. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. well, it's the
2: same thing in 40k. 40k. Remember, exactly. uh, the Blood Ravens. friend of the show, Nick, gave me a Dreadnought, which if I had painted red would have been yeah. something else, but I painted it blue, which is Ultramarines.
0: Yeah, exactly. The There's uniforms a... tell them well, where they come from.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just to say, he was of the Order of the Twin-Tailed Comet.
2: Okay. Okay. What's that color scheme? You looked that up? I didn't. Ah, <laughs> fucking B plus podcast. <laughs>
0: uh, if you looked up every possible question we could have, he would have had to research for like years.
1: We'd all know, just like, be here like, for hours. Yeah. studying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Where do <laughs> comets come from? How do they get two tails? Yeah. Hmm. How that fuck that happen? Where's the name Diedrich come from?
0: Well, rocks go grow from the ground, so comets grow on big planets. Comets and are fall made off. of ice mostly. That's Most, why they get the tails. Mostly ice, I think. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: They have tails because that is them melting.
0: You know what? You know oh, what's a fun thing about Sonic has that too. You know
2: what?
1: The the fun thing about <laughs> Tails. <laughs> Sonic does have tails,
0: yeah. and, it,
1: and his friend Tails <laughs> has many tails.
2: Sonic is made of ice. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, miles Prowler. That's why he's blue. Yeah. Uh,
2: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there we go.
1: So Dietrich Kastner has a kid named Miles Prowler. Gotcha. Uh, <laughs> 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 no, not not. not. Uh, fun thing about comets: the tails do not face opposite the direction that they're moving; they face the just like a direction away from the nearest star. What? Yeah.
2: Yeah. They're, like, they're, they're, they're melting. No,
1: yeah, there's no drag in space. It's like the radiation that comes off the off the sun hitting the comet that makes that gives them a tail.
2: Yeah.
0: That is cool. Isn't that weird? No, that is cool. <laughs> that is
2: fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh the comet cast. Big dumb comet. Big dumb backwards comet. <laughs> <laughs> tail pointing fir- point out in front of it. <laughs> yeah. a stupid comet. Yeah. <laughs> Just walking with his dick out.
1: Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh so Never it was... enter, enter a galaxy dick first. <laughs> yeah, uh... Oh, yeah. uh it was during Kastner's time as a Knight Templar, however, that he learned the truth of his uh biological father. Oh, okay. Uh, that he was of the north. Uh, he was a rapist barbarian. Exactly. Despairing. Kastner looked for salvation at the Temple of Sigmar in Altendorf. He like turns to his god, he's like, Hey, like you know.
2: Is this their version of the Vatican City?
1: Yeah, essentially. Sorry, the weird way to say that. The, the this this the version of the Vatican city. So Altdorf at the time is the uh, seat of power okay. of the emperor. It's where the Emperor's court is. and there's a uh, the the Grand temple to sigmar is is there. Okay. So here, Kastner prayed to a golden statue of Sigmar, begging for a sign and asking for help from the evil that he felt within him.
2: The only reference image we have of Sigmar, sadly, is him being caught jerking at the skeleton porn. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a fucking weird statue. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh,
1: there's an example
0: of a joke that you would have to listen to the last episode yeah, to get sorry. <laughs> uh, It's more of a fountain, less of a... <laughs> <laughs> And it's,
1: uh, <laughs> what the, the fountain is not water, but it's the, in, the inside of Oreos.
2: Yeah. The, the, oh, <laughs> the <God>. Oreo frosting. <laughs> uh, Birds just kind of sink halfway and die. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy.
1: Uh, so here, Kastner prayed to a golden statue of Sigmar, begging for a sign and asking for help from the evil that he felt within him. The golden statue stood silent, and the cursed Templar felt hopeless. He renounced the gods of the south, but still did he hate
0: the dark gods of his father. So no mand- mandatory him. Hercules reference, that's yeah. where Herc goes up on top of the mountain and talks to Zeus and nothing happens for a little bit. Yeah.
1: And then he, right. pa- then he yeah. pounds the ground and then a bolt of lightning comes in and Zeus comes yeah. to life. Doesn't happen in this case. Though. No? Uh, Sigmar never comes to life. No.
0: <sighs>
1: so yeah, he goes and prays. It, Hercules. <laughs> he, <laughs> he prays for guidance and he doesn't get it. And he basically says like, well, fuck this. Like, I don't believe in the gods of the south. I don't believe in Ulrich or Sigmar anymore, or, like the southern pantheon. But he still hates the dark gods because they're the ones who inspired his father to do the hateful things and he feels like this. But he
2: believes in the dark gods still? Isn't that mm. kind of counterintuitive? No, or- he
1: no he doesn't. He specifically doesn't. He, oh, okay. He,
2: okay. He, he, okay, he hates the dark gods Okay.
1: but he is feeling like their presence within him now. Okay. So now that he's aware of his past he kind of understands where like these weird feelings you know, uh, when he wakes up and his pants are all wet you know, he, he understands that his body is changing. Right. Uh, and it scares him.
2: His armpit hair gets kind of
1: Exactly. kind of plucked that by his chainmail yeah and he's like he stinks all the time but he's like he hasn't quite gotten into the habit of showering every day right um,
2: finding himself very attracted to this girl emperor
1: so he he swears that he still hates the dark gods the ruinous powers but he also renounces the gods of the south sigmar and says like I'm not gonna serve you anymore Diedrich Kastner felt his destiny within him and felt in it the chance to get revenge on all the gods which he had damned hmm. Kastner vowed to accept his destiny and repay the cruel fates for the evil they had done him Okay. So he sees in him the uh, the power of fate, uh, antagonist powers, I guess in this case, and says, uh, I can use the... Like, I, I hate the dark gods and what they did, but I'm going to use their power and I'm going to kill them all. Okay. In that moment, he became Archaon the Ever Chosen, the three-eyed king, greatest of all the champions of chaos. Three-eyed king? The three-eyed king. Uh, Neat. So he, he gets that later on when he recovers an, uh, an artifact, one of the... Uh, six treasures of chaos I'll, I'll go into each of the specific ones but one of them is like a stone which he embeds in the crown that he wears oh okay uh, and it grants him the power of prophecy cool which he uses to dodge the attacks of people who, who try and kill him. not
2: necessarily win the fight but at least not get killed
1: yeah so uh for those who did listen to uh last week's episode and uh, the ever chosen is like the the uh, prime champion of the gods of chaos okay so, um uh,
2: Oh, there was that one guy who was d- defeated only once, correct? For the first and only time no, by Sigmar.
1: No. So that that was a uh a demon? Oh, that was one of the the greater demons of Khorne. That was the Skulltaker of Khorne. Excuse U- me. Yes. Uzul. Uh, but there was uh Morkar who was the Everchosen who fought Sigmar and Sigmar defeated in the first Chaos Incursion.
2: Right. And that was his one and only. Yeah. Right.
1: Uh and then there was there's been other Everchosen since and it's always one of them that leads the the incursions of chaos basically okay and in this moment when he accepts his destiny uh accepts the dark side within him he becomes the ever chosen of chaos okay uh, what is
2: he going to fight against chaos with the powers of chaos in that case
1: uh he he says uh eventually Okay. So at this point He's very much a nihilist, where he's like, I'm not going to fight against the powers of chaos. I'm just
0: going to fucking kill everything. Mm. Okay. Um, He's a nihilist and also a nihilist. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) He annihilates everything. It's almost like that's where that word came from. No. (laughs) No, it's not. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) So...
1: Vast armies would follow him, and countless enemies lay broken in the path he carved with the powers of chaos, but inside he fully resented the ruinous powers and the anguish they had brought him. I have a uh, quote for you guys from the Prophecy of Fate, taken by the Book of Divination by Necrodomo the Insane.
2: Necromone.
1: So, forged from the other world, six treasures shall he possess. Upon his head the crown shall see all, and open eyes will prove woe to mortal kind. Then shall he ride unto the world. Then will the world know that the last war has begun.
2: Okay, so he's basically leading them to the end of the world.
1: Yeah. So like I said, we're doing the end times.
2: Oh. Uh,
1: nice. I'm skipping. I skipped like some kind of irrelevant chunks of his life. Like his big thing was really like. He <clears> went to the washroom a lot. The last
0: to Leave war. that out. Yeah. No, it's all irrelevant if the end times are coming.
2: So. Exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's, so, that's, that's pretty analistic. nihilistic. That's yeah. pretty <laughs> on brand. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, I, don't you mean annihilistic? Uh, yeah, I was yeah, going to say. that's pretty
2: nihilistic. Thank you. That's thank pretty you. analistic <laughs> there.
1: Hey, annihilistic. So... <laughs> uh Necrodomo, the insane, came up with this prophecy where he talks about six treasures which I, uh, which I mentioned the six treasures of chaos, mm-hmm. uh, one of which uh, upon his upon his head the crown shall see all that was the uh, the eye
2: of Shirian, which he inserts into his crown right and that's the third eye that gave him his name
1: right the, yeah, the yeah. three-eyed king so the six the six treasures are the mark of chaos or one one mark of chaos in particular, the armor of Morkar, the first of the Everchosen. He's oh. going to steal his armor. Okay. The Eye of Shirin, Uh Dorgar, Steed of the Apocalypse. And finally, Uzul, the Slayer of Kings. Now, Uzul might sound familiar to you guys because it's also the name of the Skulltaker of Corn. Yes. It was the sword of the second Everchosen after Morkar, who we haven't spoken about at all. Uh, the second Everchosen took a shard of the Skulltaker of Corn's spirit and trapped it w- within his blade Cool. to make it stronger. And now, thousands of years later that spirit within that blade has gone mad and now he's just got like a crazy sword it's like umbra from the elder scrolls yeah evil sword evil sword it is an evil sword it's like evil everything honestly it's the I can go into uh, each one a little bit more specifically if you guys want sure so the mark of chaos the specific mark of chaos there's one for like all like all demons kind of have their own mark. This is a special mark that he collects by uh, reconsecrating an altar of true darkness in a city called Nagaroth, which uh, all four of the Lords of Chaos, he, uh, like this mark has all their power. Whereas most marks would only have the power of one god, like okay. he could swear to one god. But now he's the ever chosen and he has the power of all four.
2: No, is this, a, this mark, is this like a tattoo or is this thing that's just branded on his it armor?
1: Up, it ends up branded on his forehead. Okay. And like uh, it always, it's ever burning. It's described as ever burning on his forehead. Okay. So it's like a uh like a uh, miner's headlamp, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's always on. But it's always on. Yeah. Can't turn it off. God, that must be he must be just awful to share a room with. Oh, it's inconvenient when he's driving at night because you get the you get
0: All the, the glare, the glare on, on the window on the windshield yeah, on the other side. Yeah. It's very he's a, unsafe. He's yeah. a miner. He's probably not driving.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully though, he's got uh the steed of the apocalypse, which I'm presuming is his mount. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Dorgar. Dorgar. It actually had like three different names, but I two of them were
1: very difficult to pronounce. So I, like, <laughs> I could say Dorgar on air. No problem. <laughs> uh, the armor of Morcar, like I'd said, it's the armor worn by Morcar, the first ever chosen, which is just like uh, plus 17 defense or whatever, you know. It yeah. makes you super hard to kill, uh, even though Sigmar killed him once in it, I guess. Yeah. The Eye of Shirin, Uh which made me think of the it's eye. like
2: taped back together. Like, <laughs> you'll be invulnerable. Uh.
1: The Eye of Shirian is Ed Sheeran's eye. Uh No. <laughs> <laughs> It's a stone which grants prophetic powers to its wielder, which Archaon placed in his crown to allow him allow him to predict and avoid his enemies' attacks. Archaon killed the Chaos Dra- Dragon Flamefang, who hoarded the stone in order to get it. Okay. So, uh, so dragons but, dragons love treasure, as yeah. we all know from the Hobbit. Yep. And. Uh, this dragon, Flame Fang's uh, most prized possession was this stone, and he went and killed the dragon. Look for it. Cool. Mm-hmm. So
0: so I always have an easier time with this stuff whenever we, like, it a bit in reality. If you're playing the game, do you get these artifacts for certain characters that you play with? And does it affect, like, a role or something like that?
1: Uh, so there is equipment in the game. I, I'm not familiar enough with Warhammer Fantasy Battle to know if these specific things... Exist, okay. Like, specifically, if you can get the Eye of Shirin, like, mm-hmm. I doubt it, uh, just because it seems like... It's like a legendary artifact but in, feels concept, like in, the, in the tabletop if, game. Yeah. In but, concept,
0: if you played it out, then so when, it would work. When
1: you're playing Warhammer Fantasy Battle, yeah. you can you can give individual units individual items. Okay. You just like glue the item onto them. So I have a I have uh, Orc Boys or yeah. Boar Boys. Um And they, like, I can paint one of them with a drum, which gives the whole unit a certain advantage as long as the drummer is still alive. And one of them can carry, like, a banner, which gives the whole unit an advantage as long as the uh, banner, the standard bearer, is alive. Yeah, I Uh,
2: remember when I was building and doing the Dreadnought, you choose what weapons to equip it with. So I gave it, like, a big five-fingered fist and a flamethrower opposed to, like, a spear and and a crush claw, and then you choose whether you have the machine gun or the plasma cannon
1: and i don't know if you can you can buy heroes in warhammer so you can get like specific characters uh to like lead your armies yeah. and, and such i do not know if archaeon is a specific character you can buy Okay. he seems like way overpowered it, yeah. it would be like getting sigmar like the god of all man as as a character which, it's a legend thing right like yeah. it's
0: it, like if it was there it wouldn't be like for competitive play exactly, it'd just be yeah. like a like, a
1: neat like, it'd be like a style build. thing yeah, yeah exactly you yeah. could say like i'm leading uh, i'm playing archaon in
2: the, this battle or whatever yeah um oh you you rp as a exactly as akon what the fuck am i talking about <laughs> As akon yeah <laughs> dump uh, all your crabs out of the bucket <laughs> I, was that I the like, song no that was was that he did uh
0: lime in the coconut Right. Crab in the bucket was uh, the same people who did uh, roses smell like poo poo, and uh, I think it was Outcast. outcast crab in the bucket? Yeah.
1: No, I don't know. Outcast is uh, roses really smell like poop. I don't yeah. know. Crabs yeah. in the bucket. I have no idea what you guys. Are what you about. crab in the bucket? Yeah. Put the lime <laughs> I'm in the. Trying to get down, hey. but you're moving up. Yeah. I don't know what <laughs> yeah.
2: you're. Talking I, about. I know so little yeah. about music. I am sorry <laughs> if you had to listen to that. I had that on my first. USB. I listen to hardcore. Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> so the next treasure is Dorgar steed of the apocalypse a demonic beast owned by the daemon prince agramon in the realm of chaos
2: is it a spooky horse or some something else uh
1: i don't know visually (laughs) what it looks like but i know it can i I don't know visually what it looks like it's a pink unicorn when arcaon is using it but i know it can shape change oh cool uh i guess it it can be whatever he wants it to be
2: presumably gets larger depending on the size of
1: the person riding it yeah i assume uh it's like a belt yeah exactly it's like a magic magic armor in D&D because in Dungeons & Dragons if you're like a uh, an 8 foot tall Goliath and you have a piece of magic armor you can give it to the gnome and the, the armor will change size to fit the wearer. oh
2: okay uh, it's got
1: a
0: draw spring on the bat. it, gets, yeah, it yeah. gets way thicker though. yeah <laughs> it's like arms out like a kid about to go outside yeah. the winter you just, <laughs> just roll him down the hill
2: yeah <laughs> same amount of material it like, shrinks down yeah, so. ride right yeah. a cannonball
1: is here. gnome put this armor on
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah magic's not perfect we're still working some of kinks uh, so our caons... uh, come on it's magic it can't do everything <laughs> <laughs> can power
1: intergalactic ships across like the phlogiston to new worlds but like, yeah. can't shrink armor properly <laughs> no. it's not a dryer <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know if we I think we talked off air about Peter's last turtleneck which he shrunk in the wash I did uh you subscribe to us on Patreon for the outtakes where we talk about Peter's turtlenecks. We don't have a Patreon. We don't have a Patreon. Yeah. And yeah. we and did not save that bit. No, <laughs> And to call it a bit is pretty generous. Yeah. So Archaon sneaks into and vaults on to the beast's back. Sneaks into uh, Agramon's stable, sorry. I guess stable in the Realm of Chaos. Right. I'm More like unstable in my life. I uh, hey! he was
0: gonna say! Oh, gosh! Uh. Uh,
1: so the steed, the steed changed wildly in shape and burst into flames, but the Everchosen was able to break it like a stallion and rides it out of the Realm of Chaos cool finally Uzul. that
2: must be it that must have been an interesting experience for him yeah. <laughs> when he jumps on his back and it changes shape constantly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like groundskeeper Willie when he's uh, fucking when trapped in the sandbox yeah in, in the dream when he's Freddy Krueger he turns into like a rocket and yeah. it come
1: bagpipe spider yeah bagpipe spider <laughs> and then Maggie ends up blowing him up I just yep. watched that episode the other day really?
0: guys no spoilers <laughs> <laughs>
2: no okay sorry <laughs> no spoilers
1: for 20 20 year old episodes of the Simpsons <laughs> and then it bursts into flames like oh Jesus yeah yeah <laughs> um so, and then the last one is Uzul, a uh, legendary chaos blade uh, wielded by Vangel, the second ever chosen, uh, who had bound a fragment of Uzul, the skull taker of corn, into the blade.
0: It's a crazy sword. It's a
1: crazy. Going off the rails on a crazy sword. Ba-da-blam, ba-da-blam,
2: ba-da-blam. Uh,
1: yeah, so now that I jumped to the bottom, I have to jump back up. <laughs> Uh, so, he, uh, when Archaon uh, finally collects those six treasures of chaos and completes his centuries-long journey across the darkest places of Malice, he unites the last of the northern tribes under his banner and begins his assault on the Empire in earnest.
2: Okay, so he was waging, he became disillusioned with the gods, began to wage war against the northern realms to get the relics of chaos. Then, once he got them, united them, now he's turning that car around and he's going to beat up... The Empire of Man.
1: The Empire of Man. Okay. So he he uh, rejected the gods, Yep. Uh, accepted his fate, uh, knew of the prophecy of uh, that the ever-chosen, like he accepted that he was the ever-chosen, basically. Right. He, he felt his destiny within him. Uh, and he, he knew of the prophecy that the end of the world would come when the ever-chosen found these six treasures of chaos. Uh, Necrodomo the Insane uh, prophesized it.
2: I like how people are trusting a
1: man who has the word insane in his... (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Insane, but a prophet, I guess. Yeah, have
0: you you tried that that steak tartare? That... It's insane, it's insane, dude. Insane. Yeah. It's, it's, it it could be a good thing too, right? Yeah. Yeah. That wolf, it's like it was, it was. Yeah,
2: it was. It was like a name given to him by like people who didn't like him to try and discredit him. It's the Church of Sigmar. Yeah. Oh,
1: no, don't listen to him. He's insane. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. <laughs> don't listen to that guy who who's predicting the Powerball numbers. Insane. He's got no brain. Yeah. <laughs> the end. He's it, literally a guy standing on the on, like a street corner saying the end is nigh, but like. He, we might be right. He got it. Yeah, he might be right. I did. I have said several times so far this episode that we're doing the end of the world. But
2: yeah, yeah.
0: even Ethan's right. Keep twice listening a day. to find out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I am <laughs> the human equivalent of a broken clock. <laughs> uh, it was. It was really his presentation is why nobody believed him. Like he was completely correct about the end of the world, but I mean, just that sandwich board wasn't doing him any favors. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: So, yeah. Uh, he, now he. He
1: listens to the the crazy guy on the corner. Yeah. He's, like, walking to get his bagel in the morning, and the crazy guy's like, the end is nigh if the Ever Chosen finds all six pieces, all six treasures of chaos. He's like, Ever Chosen? Well, that's me. He's like, well, this guy sounds crazy, but... I guess I got nothing to do after I got my bagel. Yeah, I guess, uh, I guess like, I'll uh, test it. Yeah, I, like, I mean, my calendar is pretty, pretty open for this. It's
2: next. like a fucking TED talk. It's yeah. just like, I carried out the prophecies of a raving lunatic for 1,000 years yeah. and listen to my journey. Here,
1: here's why everybody should listen to crazy people on street corners with sandwich boards.
2: Yeah, that's the opinion article on The Guardian that we were just making fun of. You got here. <laughs> um, that bald guy who says, don't trust men with good hair. <laughs> So That might be That's, that's probably a, Probably a good one there I, I guess like Your art could just be A bald guy not Yelling about Not trusting people The, with good no, the, the crazy, crazy man Giving a TED talk yeah. Or something <laughs> Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, That could be good uh, We'll see what happens So we'll yeah he, what, what he hears that It come? takes like a couple centuries To gather all the artifacts But once he does He unites the tribes Of the north By, by be- just being like like strong enough so like he he's accepted as the ever chosen and like everybody kind of knows he he assembles the largest chaos horde like ever imagined ever dreamed
2: of you said by being just strong enough is he like a 51 percent? no like like just by being strong enough oh excuse me like like he doesn't really have to
1: fight strength alone yeah Yeah, like just like presence almost yeah like he doesn't have to fight to conquer the tribes kind of like sigmar had to he is literally just like everyone's just like yeah we're not gonna fuck with him like, well, uh, you, you say we got to do something? Okay, let's just go do that. I'm not, I'm not going to fuck with you. So it's mentioned that it's, like, it's the the biggest horde. And, like, these are, like, wandering barbarians who aren't well organized. Uh, and it is mentioned at some point that it's, like, most, most of the time, like, the logistics of this kind of army would just be impossible. Yeah. But just, like, his presence leading it was enough to to make everyone fall in line the relics like,
2: give him the power to herd cats yeah ex- uh. exactly
1: what it is oh, okay like, yeah. the seventh treasure of chaos was the power to herd cats <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's cool uh
1: yeah so now he, he begins his assault on the empire in earnest once everyone's following him uh first archaeon slaughtered those of the city of kislev uh which I, i'm not going to talk too much about because i had a bunch written for it but it got a little long time little nice. long in the tooth uh, but yeah, there's the city of Kislev, which had been sacked the la- during the last chaos incursion, which he the first that he slaughters. The great wither- wizard Balthazar get guilt? Excuse me,
2: Balthazar is a great name. It is a great. It, I just want to say the
1: only reason I included his name because I know like we try not to stick like throw in too many names but I'm like Balthazar is just such a good fucking name yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Old, old ballsy uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's what they called him <laughs>
1: <laughs> he manages to erect a massive wall that held the forces of chaos like a floodgate for a time so he's literally like Donald Trump built that wall <laughs> and forces of chaos I guess in this uh, horrible metaphor that I've begun now can't finish now must finish keep uh, going <laughs> the forces of chaos are the Mexicans uh, <laughs> just <laughs> south of the border
0: oh no <laughs> um
1: And don't talk to me. Talk to the uh, weird, like, pseudo- uh german propaganda empire that we're like the ottoman empire that we're following here
0: you uh, said a lot of words but it's not really making up right
2: okay hey look i just committed to the end is the best way to do that just, to try, that, just to try to turn it around it's just like all right so yeah it's just, just like
0: donald trump's wall
1: uh one of the big criticisms is that uh walls don't really stop people with ladders uh the norsemen are able to scale so he builds like this massive wall that like limits how many people can couldn't get through, but, like, the Norsemen are, are still able to just climb over it. Okay. It, it one is... guy
2: gets across, hits the big red button that says open. Yeah. Then... <laughs> um, crumble. There's, like, one button, the whole thing just falls to pieces. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't get, like, the full army
1: over right away, but they, they manage to get war bands over who are able to, like, wreak devastation Okay, yeah. in the back lines. Uh, the Skaven, the rat people, feeling their imminent annihilation, ingratiate themselves with the forces of the north and were allowed to serve... Uh, basically, because the Everchosen's like, yeah, you guys worship worship uh, the Chaos gods too. Yeah, you're allowed to serve. Uh, and I now mention- we have
2: someone to eat all those discarded Oreo cookie shells that we have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to the rat boys; they'll eat anything. Ravens. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned
1: I mentioned this mostly because uh, like the games Vermintide yeah. are fairly popular. A lot of that is is uh, kind of during this time where the Vermintide was like an actual event in Warhammer lore and uh, it's it's after this point when they're like summoning all sorts of forces they're working like directly for the the ruinous powers at this point because, Yeah, okay. Mm. they're they're like we don't want to get wiped out so you know let's guess just, we'll get a job uh, we'll play I they're Bobby. like opening portals to other dimensions for yeah. the, the forces of chaos and everything
0: okay. I watched Bobby play that game last uh, week for a little while and I'm like a stiff breeze away from buying it. It looks really. Good.
2: It's, it's left for dead with rats. Yeah, it
0: was. It it was, it was thirteen dollars last week.
1: Oh, I know. It looks really yeah. good. Uh, yeah. I did pick it up. That's that's how I know that. Awesome. Because I was I was too watching Bobby Fairy play. Uh, <laughs> our st- our studio guest. Yeah. <laughs> our studio cat. And uh, I was watching him play, uh, and then I just checked my phone. And I was like, it's only thirteen dollars. I'm just gonna buy it. Yeah. yeah exactly. But I I don't enjoy it that much. You really need a group to play with. I find anyway. Yeah. It's it's a lot like Left for Dead where it's not that fun if you're just playing with randoms like you need to get on voice chat with. i them.
0: like the, the the way that it looks that there's like a lot of uh um progression and I, I know there's like loot boxes or whatever but it gives you like stuff that gets better and better and it's so not like, it's not loot boxes you pay for so. no it's not it's, it's like by oh, playing. okay cool by playing yeah. you'll get gear that just gets better and better and right, you'll yeah. be like oh okay. cool I got a new axe and now I can go do the same level but I got better stuff yeah there, I, are, there I, are cosmetic I, things that you can buy
1: like their skins and stuff yeah like you might be able to buy loot boxes but yeah it's not yeah. it's like in no way pvp it's like you're a team playing pve so yeah it's not like people are getting an unfair advantage on you yeah mm-hmm. paying for it it's like That's spending right. money in warframe which is P V E. exactly and yeah. there's. Yeah. Oh, oh, never mind. I'm
2: not going to get into this. We'll okay. talk about it. <laughs>
1: Vermintide, in my opinion, not the the most fun game, but uh, really cool lore behind it, which I very much like. Uh, I could probably do uh, an episode just on the Vermintide.
0: I'd be really interested in that, mm-hmm. actually.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, Valton, the Chosen of Sigmar, who I briefly mentioned uh, again on last week's podcast. Sigmar? Yeah. Uh, Valton. Okay, yeah. Who was uh, <laughs> her- uh, He was the... He uh, repl- was the... the Lord of Middenheim for a while. And okay. he heralded, he was born with the Tailed Comet as well, which uh, heralded the second coming of Sigmar. So,
2: he was the. Um, Jesus is back, baby. Yeah, he, well, he was the guy. Who, did, did Sigmar not put him in charge? He was like, yo, I'm going to step out for some fresh air. Uh, just take my house keys and lock the door behind me. No, not, no?
1: not him. This is like 2,000 years later. Oh, right? excuse me. Okay. All, 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 men, all men are. 2,500, 2,800 yeah. years later. Uh, all men of that time are, are, are gone. But he's born with with the Twin Tail Comet, just like Sigmar was. And everyone's like, that means Sigmar is coming back. Uh, he's appointed the Lord of Mindenheim in this dire time. Mindenheim is this uh, ancient city. Uh, underneath which is uh, something that the forces of Chaos really want, which we'll get into in a bit. Uh, and with the aid of Sigmar <laughs> <laughs> and Ulrich, Vol- with the aid of Sigmar and Ulric, the two greatest gods of the Empire, he resolves to vanquish, vanquish Archaon in battle. So he's like, I right, can. I've I've said my my prayers this morning. I'm gonna go kill that guy who's just killing absolutely everything in his path. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. <laughs> yeah. I think I could probably take him. I, could, I think I could take him. Yeah. Uh. He, spoiler alert. Does he? Says, he? He couldn't. Oh. oh! Uh, so to be a man of the north, Dang. at the time, you guys have to understand, uh, was to walk in the wake of, an, of a legend. Uh, betrayed beneath uh, betrayed beneath the city of Teclas, the lore master of Ultuan, the flame of Ulrich sputtered uh, out as the god's soul was consumed in a resurrection ritual. So uh, the lore master at the time... Uh, James Miller. For, for the... <laughs> For the Empire of Man, my va- dog caged the blanket on it. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, more bird cage. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking a yeah. oh, yeah, bird cage. Yeah, because that's
1: what you throw a blanket on. Oh, uh, okay. I've done both.
2: <laughs> I throw a blanket on myself sometimes. I've heard it said both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So there's this guy Ulrich, the the lore master at the time, whose brother had died at some point. And he is conv- his brother was a champion of Sigmar as well, and he is convinced that the only way to stop the forces of chaos coming is to resurrect his brother. And in doing his his mad scientist ritual, he ends up killing, or basically killing one of the gods, uh, Ulrich, the greatest god of man. Oh. Where Sigmar is a demigod, given his powers by Ulrich. Yeah. Ulric was the god that gave him those powers. Uh, so really fucked it up. He took all his god juice and tried to give it to his brother, or what? Yeah, essentially. Okay. Uh, didn't work. His brother did not. He forgot come to back. plug in the other end of the hose. Yeah, he just, uh, just <laughs> it into a river god juice all over the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it,
2: yeah but of course it, because of chaos it's, he just can't get a grip on the nozzle yeah that's it and then it just like once it runs out it, just, pfft, yeah. it will, like whips up one last time and falls just limply onto the ground yeah, he's it. just covered in it he's yeah. like
0: oh, oh no, no. <laughs> I hope Orrick's
2: okay I gotta clean this up yeah, yeah. before my dad gets home yeah, yeah. it's like I
1: hope Orwick's okay like pants to Ulrich. he's just like this shriveled up husk like <clears throat>
2: <laughs> Completely emaciated. Uh, like,
1: no more moisture
0: left in him. That's uh, <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Hopefully they left the cameras on. A lot of Skaven would pay good money for that kind of scene. Oh, oh yeah. Just
2: yeah. uh, bootleg VHS's trench coat rat boy. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, top ten anime betrayals of all time. <laughs> so, Walton wielding Sigmar's hammer, the... the um, Galmaraz, the, yep. the, mm-hmm. the Warhammer, the Dwarven relic, the Warhammer fantasy. But one you
0: see on all the covers,
1: does wreak devastation uh, upon the forces of the North and all their heroes who would challenge him until finally the Everchosen himself closed with Valtin. Uh And with that, the and with that the greatest conquest of the forces of Chaos was realized. Valtin fell to Archaon, and Middenheim soon followed. Dang! No oh, fuck. So the uh, and you guys will remember. Now, um, Archaon has the Warhammer. Has Galmaraz? Oh, yeah. Uh, he builds a throne out of the skull of Valtan and other skulls, and uh, and Galmaraz itself on top of the uh, Star of Chaos, just like the symbol of the Chaos Gods. Oh fuck! Wow, pretty fucking metal. Uh, So the hated Empire of the South was all but vanquished Altdorf a festering ruin Talibheim a scorched waste And and Middenheim the staging ground from where the northern Would strike the final blow against Sigmar's heirs But one province remained to the Empire Averland and soon the forces of chaos Fell upon it Averland was seemingly doomed Yet just before all was lost salvation arrived in the form of the Dwarfen warriors of Karak Kedrin Led by the mighty king Ungrim Ironfist and Sigmar Heldenhammer himself in the form of Emperor Karl Franz.
2: Karl Franz. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: Karl Franz is like the, uh, you, s- if you if you see the emperor, he, he's like Sigmar was like the first emperor, but like I said, the modern times came like two thousand years later, right? And and Karl Franz is like the the emperor that everybody knows. You know what I mean? Like he's, uh, he's uh, the face. Uh, and he was basically he's the dictionary picture. He, he's like the spirit of Sigmar in like the purest form. He uses a warhammer. He has a uh, a griffin called Deathclaw that he rides.
0: Oh, Who's the I've father of, of Sigmar? Because now we have the spirit of Sigmar. Sigmar Isn't it uh. like the father, the son, and the Holy Spirit? Because <laughs> there's a second coming and everything, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, the father, I think, was actually named Ulrich after the first god. Okay. But I i can't remember entirely. Okay, cool. The father, uh, the son, the holy comet,
2: you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Archaon was like, okay, go my forces, go sack Averland, the last uh, Empire settlement, and then we'll... You know, we'll be done with this. And, and Sigmar himself kind of shows up in Karl Franz. And Arcan's like, okay, it's going to take a little heavier hand, a little bit more of a direct approach. So seeing that the time for direct action was now, Arcan made a sacrifice of Tzinch's greatest servant, to Korn, And Kabanda, Lord of the Third Host, arose. So he basically, one of the uh, Lords of Chaos, Tzinch, had this great demon, uh, his like right-hand man, uh, the Everchosen slays this demon in a sacrifice to Korn, the Blood God, who okay. is the greatest of the uh, Lords of Chaos, uh, and, and gives birth to a new champion. Just in the pinch. He's like, quickly, I need some blood. Yeah. That guy! <laughs> That's it. Uh, and it's like this massive, like, it's like the stereotypical demon with, like, red skin, and glowing red eyes, horns, and wings, but it's, like, I don't know, 150 feet tall. and Sweet. Just, Yeah, wreaks devastation. So the tide of chaos settles in full upon Averheim, uh, the numbers so great that they scaled their dead to mount the walls. Ungrim, Ungrim, the dwarf lord, uh, yeah. fell as as a champion of corn used him as a flail against his own men. So <laughs> that, that guy who showed up and saved the day last time, he literally was used as like a flail. He manages to like strike a blow against the demon. He like hits him, but like in the arm that was holding him, so okay. the demon like flinches and throws him away. Oh no! Uh, and goes like just bull rushes him, and he manages to like slice the demon open, but the demon uh, like just crushes him against a pillar and then throws him off a cliff.
2: Fuck. Uh yeah. That's metal. That's yeah, metal. Jesus <laughs> yeah. Christ.
1: So the Everchosen and the
2: Fr- dwarf heaven, like how'd you die? Oh I got hit with my king. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, essentially. <laughs>
1: That's rough. Uh the Everchosen and Franz meet eventually and the climactic battle shakes the earth. Bolts of holy light split the heavens to rain upon Archaon, while his own dark magic swirled a miasma around him. Archaon, uh, after slaying the Emperor's Griffin uh, rain rain's blows down upon the fallen man who blocked with his hammer until the weapon itself shattered fuck neato so uh there was a moment where like Archaon swung for like franz's neck and uh the griffin uh deathclaw saw before the emperor did so the emperor wasn't going to block and the griffin managed to like twist its body in the way
2: G- he get down mr presidented him yeah he like okay,
1: the basically the everchosen killed his dog before before killing him because uh, they were mm. like best friends uh, i guess best friends with his griffin uh, yeah, and, he lived out in the woods. He wasn't yeah. very interesting. Uh, and then, so he falls to the earth, and uh, Archaon uh, settles onto him, takes, like, one big blow, and uh, Franz manages to block it, takes another big swing, and it just shatters the hammer. Uh, and then Archaon uses his magic to strip all the power of Sigmar out of Franz and just leave him, like, a mortal man, basically. And at that point, he denies him even a warrior's death, claiming he was unworthy of that. Oh, so he's just fuck. like, you're you're nothing to me now, like just like go and and, like wear your shame for the rest of your life Uh, meanwhile beneath Middenheim uh, an ancient gate Long sought by the forces of chaos, was being prepared to open a gateway to chaos that the ruinous powers might use it to devour all of malice. That's what they've been looking for, right? So, so yeah, for like thousands of years, there's been this gate. There was when, if I do an episode on the old ones, we'll talk about the uh, like the gates at the north and south pole. Oh, cool. Uh, which were destroyed like millennia ago and led to the the death of the old ones. Uh, this is a very similar gate, but there's like nothing there. To, there's no off switch on this one. It's just like you turn it on, and it kind of it can run out of control. Hmm. And the Forces of Chaos have been trying to get this for like millennia, but have never conquered Middenheim before. Right, yeah. So Sigmar. Just like the
2: hoop, the little, the little hook lock on it. They're just like.
1: <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll yeah. hold them. One of those like fence latches, and like the Forces of Chaos are like trying to fish a line, like over it, just to like yeah. the latch yeah. on the other side yeah. of the gate. <laughs> <laughs> this whole
0: time, while the, while the battle's going on. Uh, <laughs> More in, in terms of role-playing. Maybe there was just a door, and they kept like checking for traps. There was never a trap, but they kept failing all their yeah. roles. So they just never yeah. in, yes. And they're, just, they're all <laughs> metagaming. They're like, no, no, we're not going in the door
1: now.
2: <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
1: So Sigmar, uh, having been kicked out of his host, Carl Franz, decides, all right, I got I to show up in the flesh now. It's the, the 11th hour, you know? Uh, he reunites with his hammer, Galmaraz, uh, takes his true form in the mortal realm, uh, and he, he goes to bat with Archaeon. He and Archaon fought for the salvation of the world, but as they battled, and Sigmar managed to cast Archaon through his own Chaos Gate, the forces of of man failed to close the gate. Oh. Um, so he's like, he's like, quick, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw him in the gate. You guys, shut the door behind him. And he like throws him in, and then he like, he's like, now, man, and he turns to his men, and like, there's just a bunch of demons standing over corpses there, looking at him, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Arcan uh, reemerges, fully mad now from the visions of the Warp, which which had, had twisted his mind. Uh-huh. We- That's still the between realm right like it's, it's the chaos realm yeah yeah, yeah yeah so uh, like the, the warp... warp the warp is what it's called in 40k it's right. what the forces of man uh, how they first discover uh, the forces of chaos in the 40k universe right. and they use it for intergalactic travel yeah um, but it's the realm the plane of chaos huh. uh, and uh, as as our chaos emerged the chaos gate explodes outwards devouring the world and all that can be could be seen where the two forces clashing in a vain struggle as the world ended cool wow so uh, chaos consumes the world uh like it will ours, yeah <laughs> so <laughs> uh it's it's pretty cool, like everyone who was alive at the during the end of the world saw like something different, some people saw you know like the like fire fire and brimstone, some people saw like the world just turned to ice, some people saw like infinite blackness and like the stars like consuming the world, some people saw like tentacles <laughs> coming down, some sky. person
0: poured a bowl of cereal and then realized they had no milk. <laughs> <Kind of> <laughs> <really>. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one guy had like all these books to read but his glasses broke yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh yeah and that is like that's exactly the lead-up to age of sigmar so i promise next that next time i host i will do age of sigmar like i said i would the last two episodes <laughs> so you
2: had you, you're you're leaving us on a cliffhanger that is literally the end of time yeah so right. yeah and all, then going all, to europe is, all
1: time is destroyed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all time is destroyed uh, there is a little uh, snippet here, which I could read, but I think I'm going to save it for the next episode as kind of a primer leading okay, into the cool. next episode rather than a primer leading. That's out the end of time,
2: episode. guys. I'm off to France. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <That's it. laughs>
1: got to get my uh, baguettes straw. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got my baguettes to hollow out. Right <laughs> yeah. Uh, smuggling contraband. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If Interpol's listening, I don't do that.
0: Uh, but just double check double
1: check <laughs> <I> say <laughs> double check me yeah. are, you, are you telling Interpol that I might be smuggling baguettes well Is yeah thing, top baguette. things, <laughs> in, things in my baguettes I, I just want yeah. cocaine. Yeah.
0: I just want this to hit someone's desk at Interpol because we'll get way more downloads oh yeah,
1: yeah. definitely, definitely. Uh, when Interpol when the UN inevitably suppresses us
2: yeah <laughs> Definitely. More. these international drug smugglers sure are charming <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> on their podcasts
1: um yeah so thanks for listening everybody we've been the lore boys uh if you want to get in touch with us, please send us an email at loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Yep. Yes, that please. email again
0: is loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we'll read it out loud. loreboyspodcast at gmail.com. I'm, I'm glad you didn't try here. and spell it this time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> did I do oh, yeah, it? Did, I, I did fine last time, right? No, you spelled it wrong.
2: Yeah. You put Lore... You, you spelled out Lore the Podcast. <laughs> yeah, you forgot Well,
1: boys. it's all of our podcasts, so it's subjective. Loreboyspodcast.gmail.com. <laughs>
2: podcasts are fluid.
1: Uh, also, leave <laughs> us a note or, or leave us a note. Leave us a review. Uh, us and any other podcast you listen to, it's like a huge way to yeah. get, get more views. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you leave us a nice five-star review. Uh, on iTunes. And you can leave us feedback on iTunes uh, is the best way to do it. Any yeah. other... Uh, f- platform that we're on which i don't even keep track of it probably helps facebook has one but
0: itunes is the way to go if you're gonna go Uh, your way do itunes
2: yeah quick note about the emails, though. Um, if you want to be referred to by first name, first name, last initial, or a username of some kind, please specify, because we had the last guy was just Thomas. We just used his name. Don't know if he was okay with that. Too late now. Yeah. And But going forward, if you want to be, what, if you are Wolf 420 Blaze it, and you want to be referred cool to as that, such yeah. fucking Yeah, that's that, fucking cool as hell. Let yeah. Us,
0: yeah, let us know what personal information. I, yeah. I'm scared of GDPR, so I'm always worried about <laughs> sharing personal information, so give us your consent and sign it, yeah. and
1: thank you. Also, stuff like pronouns and stuff, if you want us to use certain pronouns. Yeah. Uh just so we know. I guess if we're reading your email out loud. Because we're <laughs> idiots. Um <laughs> I've, I'm uh I'm Ethan Palmer. I've been hosting this episode yeah. all episode. Uh you can find me at Ethan the Deadman on Twitter. It's pretty much the only place I hang out.
2: Uh and Peter I'm at Pete O'Donohue on Twitter. Um, I am the cartoonist for the Loreboys podcast at uh, theloreboys.com and loreboys.com. Got both domains, baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, our DeviantArt is where you can download the full-size images, because on the website they're smaller. Uh, And our Instagram is loreboyspodcast. Uh, Follow that for, I don't know, us holding various weapons, and also cartoons and shit. (laughs) Uh,
0: If you ever wanted to see my face, my name's James Miller, and you can see my face at Twitch.tv slash TheLoreBoys. Trust me, you want to see his face. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. usually I'm here hanging out with my pup, just playing some video games, usually on Thursday nights. Um, but I'll, I'll pop in uh, here and there. So come check it out. I'm about to finish off Red Dead, and uh, I really want to hop into something new. So. I'll bring you guys along on the journey. Come cool. to
2: Twitch.tv/slash/theLordBoys. Twitch.tv/slash/theLordBoys. The LordBoys. Also, yeah. like
0: any good podcast, we are
2: powered by money. And if you'd like to send some of it our way, I believe Ethan has an offer for you.
1: Yeah. So we have a service called LordBoys Premium. Yep. Uh, it was LordBoys Prime for a while, but now it's LordBoys Premium. Now it's better. Now it's now it's better. Yeah. Uh, now it's more premium. Yes. We <laughs> offer we offer uh, usually a service or uh, a good in exchange for the money that you send us, uh, just as a little thank you for yep. sending us money. Uh, so it's a weekly subscription, uh, seventy nine ninety nine dollars a week, at the low low price. And this week, uh, Peter, what are we gonna get, Ethan? Uh, well, Peter and I uh, both prefer the cookie part of the Oreo, uh-huh. uh, and we eat a lot of Oreos, so we've been saving all the the fillings. And uh, Jamie recently has taken up uh, marble sculpting as a hobby, and he's he's sculpted this beautiful this beautiful fountain of the three of us jerking off in a circle. And we figure you throw the the middle of the Oreos in that bad boy, and uh, the the water comes right out of our junk. And we're doing a draw to win this sculpture for anybody willing to pay us eighty dollars a week.
2: Yeah, but you have to have been subscribed for five weeks minimum. Yeah, minimum. No, none of that new blood. I'm no, not yeah. sorry, guys. And
1: the draw is next week, so.
2: If you're not subscribed up until this point, sorry.
1: I guess you're shit out of luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't e I guess we're just rubbing it in your face that you have no chance of winning this glorious sculpture of us.
2: Now, yeah, if you if you'd like
0: though, we do need people to heat the bottom of this thing so it doesn't start coagulating. Yeah. So but if you not, want, we just
2: get a bunch of people rubbing their hands in the bottom of
1: that it's thing. It's not self-powered. Yeah. No, you exactly. do have to you do have to warm the Oreo filling yourself. Yeah. yeah.
2: Maybe we'll just install a crank. So, we just only need two people to do it. Oh, yeah. like, pushes the Oreo. Well, <laughs> we need like the, the Conan the Barbarian slave wheel <laughs> <laughs> out, out in the desert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> feasibly does nothing. Yeah. And that constitutes a. Lore War Boys. Boys out. out. And times of the podcast, am I. <laughs>
0: I usually start with the foam but then like after like a couple minutes i'm like now nah, the foam doesn't feel as good so i take it off yeah okay and then and then my podcast raw raw.
1: Raw. <laughs> so raw and like you slip it off but like you don't let the podcast know oh yeah and you just like you keep going without it yeah and then <laughs> it's, like, you nine are months what,
2: of- what are you like you're what is that called
1: Nine months later, uh, ruin the podcast life.
0: Yeah, that's it. Well, yeah. you know what? They'll find out in posts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gross. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more